0: hi everybody welcome to the here to ask podcast i'm your host michelle kay everybody has a story to tell and i'm here to ask all that because i here to ask join me each and every monday as i ask people from different walks of life be it your celebrities normal people doctors teachers street vendors family and friends and i ask them weird questions random questions be it funny whatever it may be do join me each and every monday as i ask these questions and i get to know what shape the people that they are today and where they come from and where they aspire to go. Do not miss out. Thank you for listening. everybody welcome back to the here to us podcast with me your host michelle k today i am joined by a comedian abuti lolo he is joining me via zoom and we're gonna be talking about what it is to become a, a comedian what do they do and the fun part about it yeah so let's get to it hi abuti michelle like i'm awesome dude like as much i'm just
1: you now we have to record a podcast over zoom because Wave. I know, right? I know I'm not blaming him. No, I don't blame him. You know who I blame? Who? Beautiful places. My hometown is not one of those places, but we have like we have nice places.
0: all right anyway thank you so much for coming to the here to us podcast
1: you're welcome very much so here
0: on the here to us podcast there's this thing that i do it's called the yay or the nay segment whereby i ask you things that are in assumption with what you do and you tell me if it's a yay or a nay basically we're just setting the record straight are you ready let's rock is it a yay or a nay that comedy is a good way to impress the other gender yay 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 yay. (laughs) most definitely (laughs) what's the biggest day you can give that's
1: the, <laughs> the, <laughs> that's the yay <laughs> the biggest yay in your mind think uh, ten times bigger, yay.
0: <laughs> all right is it a yay or nay that comedians are miserable people oh tricky okay.
1: um it depends what day it is but it, it, it's like a yay but it's also a nay
0: mm-hmm. depending yeah, on the a lot too, but depending on the day and the weather I mean, depending on the day the
1: weather misery is part of it but overall, yes, we, we are kind of miserable, but
0: not really. All right. Last one. Is it a yay or nay that comedy is your only job? Ah uh, Nay. All right. What else do you do? I'm doing radio as well. Oh, that is so awesome. Which station?
1: Uh, there's a station called Radio Lama based here in Sokundan.
0: Oh, okay. That is so awesome man. So now I'm going to get into the more deep questions. I want to get to know you a little bit. Can you tell me about yourself, who you are, and where you come from? All right.
1: Michelle, I mean, I'm all the way from
0: Sekunda. It's out
1: here in Mhm. I was, I was born and bred here. If you don't know what Sekunda is like, uh, think about my box bag. Yeah? yeah. And just remove the airports, remove the malls, <laughs> and put all the guys in short pants, not wearing any
0: shoes. <laughs> all right all right when did you discover that you were funny uh, when I was around the age of four to the age of four
1: I've been you have know, been hilarious Michel I've been as a child like I, I remember for the longest time I know that I've been the guy at prize or whatever. To make sure that people are entertained. And what was your first time on stage like? It was scary because I didn't when I, when I when I when I when I first jumped on stage to do comedy, I did not know stand-up comedy as a format. So I didn't know how it operates and whatever. I was just called and requested to come do five minutes. And when I was on stage, I was nervous. And then for some reason, I killed. And then I was like, mm-hmm. wow, one.
0: It, it was like second nature to you.
1: Yeah. Yes, we can say
0: that. <laughs> All right. And how long have you been in the stand-up comedy industry? It's gonna be
1: my third or fourth year. I'm not sure because I don't know if I must count 2020 as a
0: year. Ah, we must. <laughs> we must not count 20. It's cancelled. Cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> if it's cancelled, then we're doing two to three years. That is awesome. Can you please tell me how you come up with material for your shows? <laughs> I, uh, I usually, I usually pump
1: into an observation that nobody can see. And then, and then I'll write about it. But to be honest with you, 90% of my material is about myself. So I do a lot of self deprecation jokes. Lang means Guaracona personally. Uh, and I joke about myself a lot. I believe that's one way to allow people to actually accept themselves for who they are.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: They can see me speaking about my flaws. I, speak, I usually always speak about how big I am and things like that.
0: That is actually very true. At least they can relate to you more.
1: Yeah, and then accept themselves because we mm. don't to who decided and I do understand
0: why. So tell me man, what type of a crowd is uh, the worst to perform for? Free crowd. <laughs> what do you mean? Crowding a patali Oh, they're the worst to perform for. They don't laugh at your jokes. They don't nah, they don't appreciate what we're doing. And
1: the worst thing is to perform in front of somebody for free or on a that doesn't have plans to work that doesn't understand how difficult it is to work mm-hmm. is the most respectful person you can find I always believe that anybody who's worked in their life who's had an occupation respects anyone else who works that's yeah. why you'll never find someone who's employed ever talking bad about security guards <laughs> that way security and I'm an excellent life thing yeah, blah, 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 blah. those are people who should perform
0: forever I understand why you are so funny Like I really get it now you deserve all the awards <laughs> shout out, thank you <laughs> how do people react uh, when you tell them that your job is a, you're a comedian you you do that for a living haha, we a comedian we're a we're a we're a
1: we're a They we're people are
0: I wasn't expecting that one. Like
1: everyone, they always <laughs> want to know about this kumba. Do I know this kumba? Can I call this kumba now? Can I give them this kumba's numbers? That is nasty. This kumba, this kumba, he made me laugh about the festival seats.
0: I'm just doing my job. Come on, let's
1: leave me alone.
0: Yeah, then let them ask you about you for once. That is so nasty. <laughs> So what challenges do you face in the comedy industry? Right now we're not getting paid, Joe. We are happy. Yeah, there's no gathering. You know what? What your father did, uh uh-uh. uh. It's wrong, right? <laughs> it's very wrong. Now I understand. And you can't do that. Um, you can offer to do them on Instagram or Twitter, but that doesn't pay at all. And it's not the same because I think one people one thing people must understand about comedy.
1: Kind of comedy is a journey, Michelle. So it's not only us just being on stage. Waking up in the morning knowing that you're going to perform for 5,000 people, and then you drive to the venue, do your sound check, meet up with the other comedians, we laugh together, and then you finally jump on stage, do your 20 minutes, get off stage, go back, like it's an entire it's an entire, entire process.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like it, and I hope that hopefully maybe the lockdown will be uplifted and we can go back to normal soon.
1: That's all we hope for.
0: Yeah. Who or what would you say inspired you to become a comedian?
1: Uh Robbie
0: Collins. Mm.
1: Robbie Collins actually inspired me to take this thing serious. So I was I was in with this one time and uh, Robbie Collins had a show. Uh, in Bramfontein and then I was like hey man let me just go watch the show because I hadn't like like I said when I first performed comedy I didn't know stand-up comedy that much haven't attended a show don't know how stand-up comedy works so I was like hey let me just go watch this guy and see I sat there for the two hours of the show and when I walked out of that show I told myself
0: that listen this is what I want to do that is actually very very amazing that is true inspiration what's the funniest joke you've ever heard ever heard oh (laughs)
1: Tricky. Now you have me thinking about people's jokes at the top of my mind. Oh my god. Oh yeah, there's a friend of mine. His name is Pat Marcellella, right? Yeah. He has this joke where he asks the crowd that, uh, do you guys know what a muffin top is? Do you know what a muffin top is?
0: A muffin top? (laughs) No, I don't know.
1: What is it? A muffin top is when you're wearing a a crop top, right? Yeah. But in your cheek tight so then the fat around your stomach overlaps your (laughs) jeans oh
0: now i get
1: it he wants to know shouldn't a muffin top be considered a public figure a public figure really i'm gonna leave that one to you to think about it tomorrow morning you're gonna wake up and you're gonna
0: be like oh public figure oh i get it Yo, I get it now. I actually do get it. <laughs> I Actually, do yes. get it now. <laughs> that's the joke that
1: had me rolling on the floor because there was only three of us who understood that <laughs> joke,
0: and it was
1: in front of an audience of Oh my goodness! Oh wow! <laughs> what, what people don't understand, Michelle, is that as as comedians, yeah. what we find funny, the overall crowd does not find funny. At oh yeah, I,
0: I suppose
1: like comedians, comedians find. Yeah, and comedians find horrible comedians hilarious. Like, you know, when you're watching a comedian and that comedian is doing so bad on stage and yeah. you feel like
0: walking out or whatever. That's that's the comedy we find so funny. But I, I guess you guys know what, what's really funny and what's really not. After all, you are in the comedy industry.
1: Yeah, it's also a case of we, we we listen to good jokes all the time. So we listen to great comedy all the time. So when we see bad comedy, we're like, oh my gosh.
0: This is so much. <laughs> How useless can this person be? (laughs) Okay, wow. Have any of your comedic performances been harshly criticized before? Of course, yes. I don't think I would be where I am today if uh,
1: it hasn't been that way. So we live through criticism, through our peers, through the audience. It's how we keep on building ourselves and becoming better.
0: Mm, all right all right and other than making people laugh what other skills does one need to become a perfect comedian or a comedian in general uh you need to say you need to have great
1: time management Mm -hmm. first of all which is very much important because in comedy we work with time from the time we need to arrive at the venue to the time we spend on stage we don't just spend the time we think we must we are very timeless in terms of what we do uh, that's another skill. And I think one thing you also need to have, you need to have the ability to understand that what we do, we, we it's teamwork. It's not about always trying to be number one. It's not always about trying to be the headliner for the night. Yeah. If you can understand that what we're doing, we're having a building blocks so that our show can be great, then you understand comedy.
0: Oh, Alright, now you mentioned that you travel a lot, you are here, you are there. How do you juggle that with family with your relationships and stuff like that
1: Ooh, that's the toughest one to do hey mm-hmm. um but what i do is i do make time when i have a free weekend or something and then I'll, I'll schedule that to be with family and friends or or close people to me but it's very difficult i won't lie to you and say i'm perfect at it uh i've had a few failed relationships because of that
0: yeah because it's better to be out there making money sometimes yeah and and sometimes it's demanding because you'd have
1: like four gigs in a day where you start at 9 a.m and then your last performance is around 10 p.m and then there's socializing and things like that so it does get very hectic
0: yeah i can understand that now has anything embarrassing ever happened to you whilst you're on stage
1: no not on stage all right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not on stage
0: nothing, nothing, I think when you're a good comedian
1: Nothing embarrassing can happen to you On stage Because you're like in control So even if something does happen You're you in control To, to turn the situation around Oh, okay Alright, that makes sense At the same time I think that you fall off and I'm on stage, trust it's going to
0: be the greatest joke somebody has ever heard. <laughs> that is so true. Now, this is my favorite question. You know that you're a comedian, right? And when you're not performing, when you're not on stage, do the people around you expect you to be funny 24-7? Like, they'll be like, hey, yo, to tell us a joke. All the time. So, All the yeah, time, like even
1: when even I'm being serious, but like, they're like, you're joking now, aren't you? Oh, Michelle, I wish you knew. Hey, <laughs> uh, Michelle, like it's people expect me to be funny. And there's this thing that always happens when I'm chilling around people and they know that I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like they always feel the need to tell me their jokes. Oh, you know how bad that
0: That's trying to impress. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> All right. Now, is there anything oh. that you won't joke about? No, there isn't. Mm. I think I can joke about any or everything. All right. And for those longer sets that you are on stage, how do you remember most of your material?
1: Uh. So what we do is we have what you can call building blocks. So you know, you know what you're gonna do. So if you're gonna, the thing is, we, we only do about four or five jokes. All right. So all you need to know is those four or five topics and then they will sort of direct you into what you need to do and there's a bit of improv here and there. So it all comes together at the end
0: of the day. I thought maybe you had long material and you, you're you on stage for like one hour and stuff like that. No, even if it
1: is one hour, it's still those four or five jokes. They've just been, how can I say, extended.
0: Oh, all right. Okay. So, as a as a as a comedian, what is your ultimate end goal? Do you plan on having your own show, or do you want to become a star, or you're just doing what you love, M-J? Uh
1: I want to. I want to become a household brand. When I say household name, like I don't want to be a celebrity, but I want to be uh, famous enough to one day fill up a stadium or fill up stadiums
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to have that following also have that type of following where I can be international, fly mm-hmm. myself into a city like New York City, book a venue, sell out, sell out that show, go into uh-huh. the next city and do stuff. So I want, I, I want to be like a Kevin Hart, but I don't want to be a celebrity.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. How are you going to be a Kevin Hart without everybody knowing you? And but I understand what you're saying, and I hope that. Um, It's going to come true. On the podcast, we speak everything into existence. Next time you're here, I will struggle to get an interview from you. Trust me.
1: Never. Never. (laughs) Never. That's why I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to be in a position where I'm like, okay, I'm not taking this interview. I'm taking this interview.
0: No. Oh, all right. All right. So if not comedy, what would you be doing right now as we speak? Uh, Yo, I'd probably you
1: this is tricky Mm -hmm. because yeah i hated what i was doing before comedy so i don't know what else i'd be doing but one thing i can guarantee you i wouldn't be doing what i was doing before comedy
0: oh all right again what is it that you love about being a comedian
1: uh honestly i love the ability to make people laugh Mm -hmm. like even though you know that they're going through whatever they're going through but the mere fact that you could have made them laugh for that 20 minutes or that hour it's so amazing, man. It's so amazing knowing that you can speak to people and make them feel happy for that moment before they go back to wondering how they're going to pay at class next week.
0: That is so nice. That is so selfless and very nice. Shout out. What, what would you say is your favorite quote? Something that you wake up to every day and you tell yourself in the mirror, I'm like, you know what? Go out there, do great. What is, what is that thing that you tell yourself in the morning? That I'm amazing. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> you see, I wasn't wrong. all right is there any advice or something that you might want to tell my listeners out there who want to become comedians one one day or who are trying to make it out there in the business world but things are not coming together you know just
1: keep on man keep on doing keep on learning keep on pushing it will all come together man
0: yeah in due time right it will definitely exactly now before i let you go can you please leave me your social handles where can we find you where can we know about your sales where you're doing your shows if you want to buy your tickets where can we find you
1: all right it's abuti underscore lolo on all social media platforms Mm -hmm. that's facebook instagram and twitter i'm not that active on twitter because I don't want to be cancelled, but yeah, it's Abu D underscore Lolo on all social media platforms.
0: One more question. Why did the chicken cross the roads? Uh, because it's so a sign of KFC. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the Here To Us podcast. Mamela. thank you for having me, Michelle. It really means a lot. Abutilolo there joining me today on the Here To Ask podcast. What a funny guy. <laughs> he is an MC and also an award-winning comedian. Hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Do catch me again next week, Monday, for another fun, thrilling episode of the Here To Us podcast. Remember, be good. And if you cannot be good, be safe. Thank you so much for listening.